Welcome to the Wedding Wisdom Podcast. My name is Doug Winters, and I will be your host and trusty guide in attempting to demystify the entire daunting process of planning the perfect wedding. In a casual interview format, I'll be talking to the top industry professionals so you can hear directly from them exactly what it is they actually do. Event coordinators, musicians, florists, dress designers, photographers, and even maitre d's that you'll be trusting to make your wedding an unforgettable experience. And as I remind every couple that I play for, this will inevitably be the most expensive party you'll ever throw, but remember, it's still a party, so try and enjoy yourselves. Let's do the show. This is episode 25, and I'm here talking with Susan Bell and Heather Prohorchik. Did I do it? Yes. Okay. Good job. So Susan and Heather run one of the top party planner, event coordinator, producer. Do you have a name that you'd like to be called or no? Event, usually event consultants because it encompasses all of it. Event consultants. Okay. Yeah. What we say, we plan, manage, and produce. And produce, produce is a pretty important produce word. Produce is a very important word. In our really. everyday. Well, I think it's important that you know people realize that when you need to plan it in order to be able to coordinate it, in order to be able to produce it. So it's always, we've always used all three words in the description of the business. Okay. So you didn't actually start out as an event coordinator, as a party planner. It evolved because I started working on events for the clients that became longtime clients. So we, we had clients that early on that they, we did very big moves for individuals. So someone could sell an apartment and literally go on vacation and we would pack them up move them in, unpack them, and have it ready when they came back. Wow. That's pretty cool. But, but then, and that evolved into people knowing that I had a sense of who they were, and if there was a wedding, if there was a party, if there you know, was a corporate event, because I also, it, it would one hand wash the other, I would have an individual client who then would bring me into their corporation. Their law firm. Or their law firm, whatever. Firm, and right. then someone there would see it and that would be a bride and, and we'd, you know, I'd do the wedding. Mm-hmm. And then the nonprofit part of it, it came about very much by chance. There was a, a calligrapher I worked with who said, I have a client or I have a, a woman I work with, another event planner. She does primarily nonprofit events. She wants to get out of the business because she's having a second child and she just can't do all of it anymore. Yeah. Would you be interested in buying it? And I said, no, not really. I'm really busy. And four months later, I owned it because <laughs> the the opportunity was enormous. So I was talking to a bride, and she was saying that she had been a bridesmaid six times within the past year, and that each time she had to buy a separate dress, fly to wherever it was, buy a gift, and she said it would literally be thousands of dollars. Yeah. It's not only the wedding. It's planning and attending the bachelorette party, which now right. is... It can be anywhere. I mean, it's it, it's not always local. In fact, it's frequently not local. And and you're treating the bride. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's expensive. It's very expensive. So you could literally, so this person was not exaggerating when no, she said it. not she at all. thousands of dollars. No. Yeah. And each time she had to buy a new dress. Mm-hmm. It was really funny. Which she would, would never wear again in all probability. Yeah, of course. Yeah, it's true because it's, it's an ugly But it, color. it really has gotten to the point where it used to be that, that being in a wedding meant that you bought a dress mm-hmm. but that's not the case anymore i mean that's the that's the least expensive thing that you have to do is buy the dress oh okay the rest of it is you know it's much more expensive that's much more 
right all the other things mm -hmm. like just about every wedding we've done or even girlfriends that i know who have gotten married there's always a yoga class in the morning you know like an you organized thing yeah an like organized the, you bring thing in a, on the ground do they have you do it sometimes or, sometimes if we bring we if they need us to bring in a teacher of course we we would and you have to rent a space or you just have a you, a lot of times it's done outside you know if you're if you have your wedding in june you know oh, okay. you're lucky you enough to park. have a, right. a rain-free day just yeah bring in mats do it outside and it's a nice takeaway too you can always have something like a yoga mat with your surname on oh, okay. it or you yeah, know some sort cute. of logo for the for the wedding there are, you know there are things you can add to customize right and if you're doing it in the city, there are spas where you can go. Like, sure. And, and girls will go and have a mani-pedi in the morning, mm -hmm. do yoga, and then have that, and then either go to the hotel or the, the, the venue that the wedding is at to have their hair and makeup done. So it becomes a community. It, it's a whole day community oh, okay. um, for the bride and groom. If you're going out of town, as Heather said, many um, destination weddings are at resorts. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, then you have to have everything planned. Mm -hmm. Right. You have to have everything planned no matter what. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Like that yoga class cannot be 20 minutes longer because that will back you up for the hair and makeup people, which will back up right up for the photographer. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Many photographers now will do an engagement shoot, and it's a casual shoot. It'll be in the park. It'll be in your apartment. It'll be in a setting that's that will put you at ease. You'll you'll often change your clothes a couple of times. So they they're building a camaraderie and they're building a relationship before the day of the wedding. So by the time the wedding comes around, that exists, that base is there. And you've already seen that this this man or woman will make you look fabulous. And and a, a photographer will often sit down with you when they have that casual shoot and say, "What do you like? What don't you like?" So they'll say, you, you know, you're going to look better if you turn this way. So your your thigh isn't out or whatever it is. I mean, they're going to advise you. And now they've actually worked with you so they know what they're talking about. It's, in, it's not the abstract. It's individual. I think it's more emotional than that. Even. Absolutely. I think, I think there's a comfort level that you get with, with certain photographers. I know mm -hmm. a lot of photographers we work with and they're the comfort level that you get with them and the bride and the groom are just... You can see into their soul the way that they shoot. If we advise anyone to spend a little bit more money on something, it's always photography. Uh, and music. So tell me about registries. You have to remember that many couples already have a home together. And I mean, they, yes, they may have things that have been mishmashed together and they want to get sets and okay, things like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. But more and more what we're seeing is people want experiences or they want bigger items which people have an opportunity to contribute to. Something oh, that's really those meaningful are the best to them. Registries. Those are the best registries. Like they really for are. For example, uh, bride and groom are going to Belize for their honeymoon. Mm -hmm. And you can go onto a website and give $500 towards a dinner at their resort in Belize. That's actually pretty funny. Five hundred dollars towards a dinner. Is it, <laughs> well, like, like, how much is the dinner? Right. <laughs> I mean, it's a very fancy dinner. Yeah. Yeah, we had a very bride fancy and wine. Who they registered? They wanted a kayak. That was the thing they wanted most. I mean, how much does a kayak cost? But, but they were. It was on the registry, and people just contributed. If it's like right. an eight, nine hundred dollar right boat, yeah, put so a couple hundred dollars. Put a couple of hundred dollars towards it. Is, does the rule still apply? You know, years ago, you used to say, you know, you cover your plate. 
right? Mm -hmm. So whatever, if it costs three hundred dollars a plate, mm -hmm. you give a gift of three hundred dollars. So does that still apply? I feel like people still think that, but I, I like do people actually sometimes York? ask you and say people that. ask us all the time, even having nothing to do. They ask us as if we know what everyone should give for every bat mitzvah or every wedding or every, <laughs> constantly. And it's really individual. First of all, more than anything else, it has to do with your relationship and mm. your ability, your financial ability. Mm -hmm. A 22-year-old or a 25-year-old, regardless of how close they are to someone, if the wedding is, is at a, you know, a hotel and it's a $500 person, well, that person is very likely not able to do that. Okay. So, you know, the, there are there are no rules. I think it's a good benchmark. but Yeah, it's a benchmark, but that's all it is. Every time we have a registry, we always tell people if it's Crate and Barrel or Bloomingdale's or wherever it is, and, and that's, you know, you want things, do it in every price point. I think what we do find is people now are, and I'm a good example of it, much more likely to give a gift from a registry than they were in the past. Instead of going out and buying something that ought, isn't on the registry oh, because you want it to be special. Oh, I, right. Okay. No, the, no, these people have thought about they it. Have, you have a registry exactly, exactly. on purpose. Exactly. Exactly. And you have to respect that. Whether or not it's your choice, it's their choice. Yeah. But there are people registering for pieces of furniture. My stepson is married for 21 years, but they had a piece of furniture they really wanted. For reasons I cannot understand, it was in the catalog that they saw it in. It was, a, it was called The Big Boy. The big boy. The big boy. And 21 years ago, was people didn't understand this the same way. And they said, if your friends ask you what we want, can you ask them to make a contribution to the big boy fund? And it became a joke. But they have passed that piece of furniture to each one of their children's rooms when they were, you know, small. And they love it. It's, it's, a, it's an heirloom for their family from now on. And that, that was an eye-opener for me personally because I hadn't heard of it. But it's important that the people, you have to respect what the couple want. You really do. You can't, you shouldn't think that you know better than they do what they want. But I will, I will tell you that almost every bride and groom, if you ask them what they really want, it's, it's cash. So they can decide what they want. Without sounding too ethnocentric. Mm -hmm. But you always, if you like watch The Sopranos or The Godfather, or anything, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know, like you figure Italian weddings always give cash, mm -hmm. an actual cash, like, a, like an envelope of yeah. Mm -hmm. Do any of those things actually exist, or is that just movie tropes? No, it's absolutely. I mean, checks and, and like Greek weddings, they, they throw. throw they throw. No, mm -hmm. no, that's. I mean, if they are traditional, that those things exist for a lot of people. Jewish weddings and or borrowing bat mitzvahs or something. Very often, they'll give cash. There, there is a situation with people I know where um, the mother felt that what she didn't want was people to go out and spend money on things that would never be used. used. Yeah. And so she had one of her friends organize this whole group of kids. And this wasn't for, for a bar mitzvah. This was actually for a birthday party. Her son wanted a bike. And it was an expensive bike. Right. And all of his friends got to give their oh. gifts. So he got the bike he wanted and they could enjoy watch him enjoying it. And it became a thing, and, and now this in this town, it's very often done for mitzvahs as well. I mean, I will not give cash to a bar about mitzvahs. It's personal. I won't give a check because the kid never sees it. It has nothing to do with the kid's enjoyment. It goes into a college fund. I could care less. I actually will ask the child what they want. 
and and the kids really appreciate it. I mean, we got one kid a green screen. He has now gone on and he's going to film school. <laughs> no well, way. But that's what he wanted. That's brilliant. And, yeah, I, it just. That makes total sense. I mean, these kids are on. Like when you first said it, I was like, a green screen. screen. No, but he's he's it's a like, filmmaker. His, his sister, who's four years younger, just had her bat mitzvah, and he did the video. You know, he did the montage, and it was wow. fantastic. You know, another kid wanted to design a ring. So her mother was all about that, and they took her into a jewelry store, and she designed a ring. I gave her, you know, a, they said to me, what's, what's the price? And I gave her a range, and that's what she did. She'll have wow. that ring for the rest of her life. It's much more meaningful. Yeah. And it's the same thing with weddings. It's exactly the same thing mm-hmm. with weddings. So you get in it from the very, very beginning. Sure. Hi, my daughter just got engaged. When can we see you? So they don't usually come to you with a with a bunch of things already done. No. We've got the date, we've got the place. Some do. Some do, but no. We 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 are usually full service coordinators from the beginning. Right. Well, you pointed out that when we spoke the other day, you said something about you always suggest an extra generator for the band on yeah. a non in a non traditional space. Right. Exactly. Especially yeah. I, I always ask my sound guy and he always says, Well, you want two dedicated twenty mm-hmm. amp circuits. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I said, just say that to your tent guy, and he'll know yeah. what it means. Right, yeah. exactly. That means, I mean, no, but that means the photographer can't plug into that. Right. That means, that means that the you, coffee pot can't have it. Two people have told me that the coffee pot is the one thing that will blow Oh, my God, it holds so much tent. electricity. Yeah, mm-hmm. coffee pot. And hair dryers. You wouldn't normally have a hair dryer at that point in the wedding unless we've, we've had the incidents where it was very much like Father of the Bride. We were blowing... Frost off roses. The Steve Martin one. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. You do what you have to do. One of the things I was fascinated when we were talking was the idea of making a very detailed itinerary. Timeline. Mm-hmm. Timeline. Like, I have a bride who's going to sing at her own wedding on September 8th. She asked me about it. She was almost embarrassed to ask. I said, how could you be embarrassed to ask? You're paying for it the whole mm-hmm. thing. We're working for you. And I said, that'll be the best thing about the wedding. I said, and that's what people will remember, that you sang at your wedding and, and you sang with the band. First of all, it's great for us because it puts all the sure. attention right. Mm-hmm. Right. That's on, very on, true. on that's the very band and point. it gets everybody onto the dance floor because they're all going to be cheering along. And I said, that's the thing that people will remember. A couple of months ago, one month ago in July, asked me to play YMCA. So to me, my personal opinion is I just think it's the cheesiest song I've written. Mm-hmm. And, but you're not going to say that to someone if that's their favorite song. Yeah. So I said, okay, that's not a song we would ordinarily do. She says, I know, I'm glad you even said that because I would hate it if you would have played it anyway. But it's my grandfather's favorite song. Oh, so I said, nice. you know what? Then it, then it becomes important. You, let me bring you the mic or you come up to the mic. Mm-hmm. What, you know, we'll say when we're going to do it. Let's do it right after one of the courses so you get everybody mm-hmm. in the dance floor. You announce that you're dedicating it to your grandfather. Absolutely. And then it'll mean something. Great idea. Nobody knows who I am except for the bride because I've been talking to them for a year. Mm -hmm. But I mean, the the 200 other guests don't know. Mm -hmm. And if we just start playing YMCA, it'll say, that's an odd, tacky song. (laughs) It's an interesting song. We'll sit out. But the groom said, this is for Poppy whatever. The whole place Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm sure everyone was on the dance floor. Yeah. Yeah. Because she did. But you're right. Those, those are the, the touches that people remember that make it really special. We've, we've had the experience of doing some things that we were real eye rollers. And, 
but they worked. They totally worked because of the people in the room and what it meant to them. I mean, Heather and I would not normally suggest that a band do a chicken dance, but we had a bride from an area of Texas where that was a fun thing, and every person from her side of the, the family or her friends were up there doing the chicken dance. How about the Macarena? I always tell people to make a no playlist. Mm -hmm. Have you ever seen a floor that didn't move to celebration? No. I agree with you. Which is I fascinating. Mm -hmm. I mean, I did a wedding probably 10 years ago where the bride's mom was one of five sisters. Oh, we are family. And I agree. It, yeah. it was, you know. Or sorority was, sisters. Right. Right. You know what I used to use all the time? I mean, every wedding. And it was always a guarantee to get everyone on the dance floor. I will survive. Uh, uh but that'll come back now because of the Donna Summer musical. Oh, that's, that's on Broadway. Right. I bet you that'll come back. I always am amazed at what happens with Sweet Caroline. Not even in Boston, even in New York. But in Boston, it's crazy. But in New York, well, I think you know what we started talking about with photographers, with with songs, with everything. The more you can do to make this individualized, to make it special, to make it memorable, that's really what is the most important thing to reflect the bride and the groom and their family. That's really the key to, to having everyone involved. One thing I have really noticed, and I was going to ask you guys what you, what you think, is um, if you said a Saturday night wedding when I first started, it meant black tie. Like the video on my website is, is, was shot uh, at the Fairfield Country Club. Mm -hmm. Everyone was wearing suits, and it looked like a very casual party, but it was, very, it was a very formal party, but no one was in black tie, not even the groom. Not unusual. There are certain places that are, that are black tie. I mean, hotel weddings in New York City on a Saturday night. Some of the tent weddings that we've done. Are black tie? Mm -hmm. But the whole world has become more casual, Doug. I mean, it's not just, it, it's not just weddings. Mm. What about Broadway theater? People mm. don't dress for the theater anymore. Oh, people going to church and temple mm. in That's jeans. true. That's true. Which uh, that, the first thing that ever made me feel old. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think, I think certainly there's a whole generation, and I think this is very much an age demographic where you'll, you can go to an event and you will see the younger men wearing suits and wearing white shirts, but no tie. And past a certain age, people consider something like that a tie is appropriate. Are there, are there still places in New York, like if you walk yes. in without a tie? Yes. Oh, yeah. Private clubs. Are there private clubs? Uh -huh. Private clubs. Even, I mean, some, some private clubs that we do a lot of events at that we take clients on walkthroughs, you know, you do a walkthrough without a jacket and tie on. Really? We, do, we have an invitation that we send that says jacket and tie. And that's not to be taken lightly. No, no. Definitely no, not. That's not real. They no, won't let you they in. They won't let you in. No, they'll, give you, they'll give it to you. Uh, Come back to the to what we were talking about before, because I think and Heather can speak to this best, about, about timelines and how important yes. that is. Yes. Um, I think what is so important with those timelines with is a year prior to that, we may have been sitting around a table with the caterer talking about something and Uncle... Louis. <laughs> Louis <laughs> says, you know, I, I, I drink scotch on the rocks. You remember all of those things. And what is so important 
our job is so important to take down those details. And Susan and I joke sometimes that it's a, a huge component of our job is being a, a being a therapist, being able to read someone and really understand what they want before they before they even know, and being able to really be one on one and and know, well, like for example, for for cocktails or something like that, they're never going to remember that someone had said that. We take these timelines and we do do minute to minute from the the moment the door opens to literally minute to minute. Minute, like yes. let's say the party's like, eight to twelve, or starting from the ceremony. You know, oh, like, six oh seven. 622. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Make sure you stop to hug your mom, you know, all that. And do you stuff. use that? Do you give that to everybody? Do you give no, that? Our staff. Our vendors. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And we also, we all know, everyone in the industry knows, this is not exact science. Right. It's everything is ish. If there's a great set going on and there isn't a hot course coming out, you're going to keep the music going. Right. Mm. Um, and that's why we communicate. But going back to what Heather said, when when Uncle Louie comes <laughs> in, and Uncle Louie clearly is an important person in this in this person's life, and you hand him, literally walk over and hand him a glass of McCallum, you know, 15-year-old, that wow. goes to the same point as the bride singing. Mm-hmm. This makes it much oh, that's more so interesting. special. Okay. But remembering those things too, you know, she the bride is so distracted. There are so many things that she needs to do that oh, night. And, and do, do you do you find this that every bride said the six hours of the party or the five mm-hmm. hours, it goes by oh, in a blink. It flies by. Yeah. And there are things that you want to make sure, you know, make sure you saw grandma do this or make sure you connected with your friend that wanted to give you a special present or something like that. And those things luckily, you know, we get close enough with the family and the friends that they come to us and they confide in us. So our timeline, that minute to minute has all of those things on there. And we're, we're sure we don't forget them because we get distracted. Things happen on site. They're Do you have to have sort of like an emergency, someone called it a Mary Poppins kit, you know, we have, have, oh, yeah. Yeah. We have needle it. and thread and uh, yeah. needle and thread. Masking we have, tape. We have and... antihistamines for bee bites. I mean, we have, oh, wow. you know, if, if it can happen, we will be as prepared as we can be without calling nine one one. But a uh, timeline being that specific, so you you find that actually frees you up. Mm-hmm. You know, as I said to you yet the other day, it's ish. We also do. We ask the bride and groom for absolutely minutia detailed photo lists. Mm-hmm. Right. Not only bride and mom or bride and sisters. No, we want the names of the sisters. Not only. Barbara's sorority, we want every person in that sorority who should be in the picture, and we want to know the person who's in charge of getting those people together. At what point is the timeline finalized? Will you say it's never, okay, it's finalized. never finalized? It's, it's never, finalized. never finalized. No, so it's just a well, work like, in progress. Like further to what you were both saying, you know, something could go wrong. You get baby spinach in the kitchen instead of baby kale, and you need to be in the back of the house fixing that. But there are five things that need to happen within those 12 minutes. You, We are confident enough that we've spent the time and put all of the details into this one document that we could pass it off to anyone, anybody that works for us, and they could do it themselves if we weren't there. You that, were actually saying that. You were actually mm-hmm. saying we, yeah. we have it so organized that we don't even have to be there. Well, like we have a person 
who is specifically in charge of checking the bathroom every 15 minutes to make sure that the matron who's in the bathroom is doing their job, or if there isn't anyone there to make sure it's, it's always pristine, or if we're doing a mitzvah to make sure the kids are not all you know, congregating in there, which, which happens all the time, especially sure. with the girls. So we have specific tasks. Mm, you know, making right. sure that the stage is skirted correctly, making sure that bags are, linens are to the floor, that the chairs are not That is fascinating dirty. that you said that. Because uh, Ronnie Davis, mm-hmm. he'd say once, at least once a night, walk off the stage and you be me. Yeah. You be the, mm-hmm. the party planner. Yeah. And you be meticulous and say, mm-hmm. okay, the guitar player has his, his case mm-hmm. leaning against the wall. Not good. That no, would never happen. everybody to move to, Absolutely. you know, all your yeah. stuff is gone. Or the bags. Half of the people have to tie the skew. Someone has yeah. to tie off. Someone has to mm-hmm. tie on. Or if it's really hot, I'll say, okay, why are we sweating? Let's take our jackets off. Mm-hmm. But it only works if everyone takes their jacket yeah. off. Yeah. You stand in the back of the room and you're the guest. It's simplicity. It makes it more comfortable for your eye to look at. You see the things that you need to see. You don't, you know, you're not, you're not lost distracted. on a Poland spring label. We never use bottled water for, for, oh, for that reason. For nonprofit events. You never oh, yeah, have yeah, sure. any kind of advertisement up on the on the podium. You have just a a stemless glass so it doesn't fall over. And you put it up right before everyone starts speaking so it doesn't sweat. What do you do if people say like if the singers need water? Stemless glass. Or get off the stage and drink it? No. No, no. no. If they need it, if if we we will be checking in with the band leader often enough. We will say to the singers beforehand, we will keep checking in with you every X amount of time. But if you need something, make sure that you tell the leader. Yeah. Because we're checking in with the leader often enough. You need to, I mean, it's a long party. You need to break. Sure, you need to break. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I mean, we're not only there for our bride and groom. We're also there for our vendors. Our vendors are tremendously important to us because if they're comfortable and they're happy, then the overall party is going to be better. So their their needs are also very important. You know, and I always say, listen, the less I talk, the better. Mm -hmm. The best, the less the band leader talks. Oh well, that's kind of an absolute with us. Well, you know that we've worked together. Yeah, 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 yeah. But when you see, when you also say his vantage point at the side of the stage. we will have staff located around the room because what one may see from the back, another may see from one side, from the other side. We try to stay away from the front if we do. It's, it's like toward the back of the band where the sound is. So we have the vantage point, but we're not obtrusive. Now, when you say staff, how many people do you Depends bring? on the size of the event. All right, let's say a 200-person Saturday night New York wedding. Four? Four. So the two of you plus two others? Or yeah. S- or mm-hmm. yeah, including us. Including, including us. And one of those people is checking the bathrooms and to make mm-hmm. sure that they're clean and Absolutely. pristine. And, and Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and even in a place, I mean, you, you're doing a tent wedding in the middle of a field and you brought in bathroom trailers. The odds are you're not going to have a, necessarily have a matron in there because there isn't Yeah, room. so small. So, but we always will check, even if it's porta potties. That's we'll, fascinating. We'll just check the area. You know, it, it's just important that people don't go in there and go, ew. But it's not <laughs> yeah. just that. It's everywhere. It's constant. I mean, during cocktails, our staff is constantly circling around. You know, there's no empty glasses or, you know, cocktail napkin napkins. on the ground. Right. I always say to the band, we're working for the bride. But if there's a planner, I said, we're working for the planner as well. So you have to know that's Heather, that's mm-hmm. Susan. If they say something, it's like I'm saying 
Thank you. You don't have to listen to other people, mm-hmm. you know, anybody else. Just well, it makes apply. it easier for everyone yeah. too, right? Yeah. A lot of times people will say to me, "Wow, you're so easy to work with." I say, well, "Sometimes we'll tell like a band leader that's way too loud, and they'll just make a face and ignore me." Or we'll That'll be the last stop. time that band leader works with us. Everything so, gets thrown off. I mean, that's why off. going back to that timeline, yeah, working together, creating the timeline with you and creating the timeline with every component, every vendor is why it's so crucial to make sure that doesn't happen. And we have meetings. We, we never do an event without a walkthrough on site with all the vendors. Oh, with really? Absolutely. Sometimes more than one. Mm-hmm. You know, you want your lighting people to be there with your musicians. So even though we've told the the lighting company what amps you know you need and what generator you need, there may be some small thing that you're saying. You know, what would be good is if we had. Well, then we want to make sure you have it. But by having the the, the lighting people know your face, they can go to you. They can ask you. And we also we tend to split the responsibilities. Like, I might be dealing primarily with music. Heather might be dealing primarily with food. Shannon might be dealing primarily with, you know, looking at the linens and and walking the room and seeing that every person's napkin has been folded. She's dealing with the staff. We we break up our responsibilities so that we're not each doing the same thing, but we've got everything covered. How many times have you heard at the toward the end when they cut the cake, and the best man gives the worst toast you've ever heard because it goes on for 40 minutes and oh the party dies. I mean, that's happened. It's happened to all of us. That's why we really encourage the parents to give a toast very early on. They do yes. a welcome and a toast. If anyone else wants to do it, we split it. We have them give toasts while people are eating so that the exactly. only thing left yeah, at the end is, you know, the best man and the maid of honor. Oh, you save the best man and the maid of honor till the... A lot of times we do it during the cake. We find now that very few people, a lot of people don't pour champagne at all. They'll have it for cocktails, but they won't even pour it. But if they do pour it, they'll pour it for the cake. So if if the couple wants to do a champagne toast, then that's the time to do it. And then you also have the bride and the groom sometimes wanting to speak. And if that's the case... Yeah, when the bride and groom say to me, we want to talk, I said, you know when the perfect time to talk is cake. Right. Then we'll try to move the best man and the maid of honor somewhere else. If you talk more than three minutes, no one's listening, no one cares. It's kind of a brutal thing to say, but it's the truth. Yeah, I'm constantly telling people, saying, nobody cares that you went to summer camp today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and no one wants to know a lot of these very personal things. It's embarrassing. It's, it's inappropriate. If you have a very close relationship and you are talking from your heart, it can be very over, overwhelming. Yeah. Because you're trying to keep your emotions in, by, but still but share. But saying very with, emotional things. Exactly. Exactly. So that I get. You know, moms and dads very often come up with, with notes because not many of them are good you know, extemporaneous speakers and they don't want to forget something that's very meaningful to them. And what, what we try to do is we try to have at least the parents and, and the honor attendants if possible read it through to us, rehearse with us so that they have a comfort level. We can say to them, speak a little more slowly, speak a little more quickly. Oh, you'll practice it with them. If they want us to. And we will, we will print it out for them. If they're not using an iPad or an iPhone, we'll print it out for them in large type. And this is nonprofits as well as... Oh, so. oh those are speech. Yeah. The, well, but, yeah. but it's the same thing. This is, you know, there, you said, oh, there, you know, in the beginning, you said something about a nonprofit event is so different from a social. Mm. And the bones of it really aren't. Yeah. It's still a party. Mm-hmm. You know, whether, whether your very serious part of an event is your symposium or your honorary speech, 
or your bridal ceremony, there's still that component. And then it goes into a lighter component. Then it goes into wanting your guests to flow. Yes, there's no music, but you still, in, in lieu of music and interaction, you have verbal interaction. So where do you right. show the video at a nonprofit event so that you give people time to talk about it and talk about the organization? You know, th those kind of timing things are, they're really very flexible back and forth to a social or, or a nonprofit event. I think when we've done destination weddings, although we will be on site for the event, and we may actually go to the destination, and this is when it's not tri-state area, we will go to the destination for a planning meeting, but we will also usually work with a person, a local person, to do all of the, the legwork of making sure all the vendors you know, know what's going on here and there, and then we'll just go out a few days. But a lot of times when people go to a resort on an island, there is a built-in yeah, group there. Yeah. It's, it's when they do a castle. There's a family, two sisters, who have converted a summer camp upstate into a very high-end wedding venue. Really? Yes, very high-end. And there are there is uh, another wedding venue nearby. Um, it's an old mansion, and so they work with them to have housing in it. Uh, you go upstate New York, and there are bed and breakfast, and there, there isn't a hotel for 35 miles. What do you do? Have House a, them 35 miles away and transport them to the site. And get a big-ass bus. Right. Yeah. Or, or several big-ass buses. Or several, <laughs> several big-ass buses. Yeah. There's, sometimes there's just no alternative. All right. I'm going to ask you both a question. Okay? We can wrap up. What is your favorite part of the entire experience, from signing a client to kissing them goodnight at the end? There are so many. It's such a it's a hard thing to narrow down. Yeah. I think I go to one moment. That's what I was just gonna say. I, I go to I go to like that that very moment. Not so much the bride and groom, but I go to like the bride and her mom. I go to one of those like quiet moments when they're together. Because that's what you work so hard for. I mean I think my moment would be a little bit different and I and, and it's it's not something that you know until it happens. But at some point, you will look out on the dance floor, or you will. It, it's it's also a moment, but you will look there and go, yes, you know. And it's really a yes, fist pump, yes. That's great. Mm -hmm. You know, okay, that's what we wanted. That's what they wanted. We made it happen for them. Yeah. And this is this is exactly what they wanted. It, there's a tremendous amount of of joy in that. Everything's happened. The food is out. The dessert is out. And then there are fireworks. And the fireworks go off. And the, there's no, there's not a cloud in the sky. Right. And everyone carefully makes their way outside. And they're able to watch them all. There are those big, big moments when. But it's also when the fireworks go off. And then you look at the bride looking at the groom. And you uh, think, wow. oh, yes, this yeah. is what they wanted. Yeah, that oh, you know, even great. just that photo from behind, right. watching right. them watch, watching the them watch the fireworks, oh, or something great. like a yeah. like a kabuki drop. I mean, those are always what's like, a kabuki drop. You know, going into cocktails or going from cocktails into dinner, mm -hmm. having a, a sheet of a wall of, of fabric. linen fabric. You just like with one flick of a finger, you just pull one thing, and the curtain just falls. It's the falling. reveal. It's the oh, reveal the between, yeah. between cocktails and, and, and that. Yeah, I don't know where the name comes from, but right. but it is. It's yeah, just the reveal. A, a I think it's from reveal. magic. It's just you know from uh, exactly, right. yeah. and it is magic. And when that works, and everything on the other side of that curtain is perfect, and people are just you know and you just gasp. Like, oh. 
if you would ask me that exact question, mm -hmm. I would have given your exact answer. Like you look into the dance floor mm -hmm. and it's completely packed. Literally every chair is empty and the bride and groom are in the center of it. And you go, yes. And, <laughs> and invariably the bride will look up to me at one point yep. and she'll say, and, and without saying it, you, you know, we're just smiling. Yeah. It's like, this is what you said was going to happen. And it's exactly. happened. Yeah. You know? And yeah. whether it's in the first 10 minutes or it takes, you know, maybe it's not till the second hour right. or something like that. It, it's just a tremendous joy. And there's also a tremendous pride that, you know, in what we all do. Yeah. You know? Well, that's, that's one thing that I'm really finding doing this podcast mm -hmm. is, that, is that everybody seems to really enjoy it and take a lot of pride mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. How many hours a day would you say was your, I figured it's a 10 hour day for me. I talked to two photographers and they both said more like 16. Yeah. And I, I, I talked to planners I and they said say between easily. 18 and 20. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not and counting that, travel time, uh, I don't think. We're not <laughs> counting travel time. And that doesn't count what we did the day before where we were, you know, if we do the rehearsal dinner, number one, but also that we can be in the office until midnight the night before doing whatever. I mean, stuffing place cards, finalizing table table setting do you ever have like no shows and then you have to switch tables around well, sometimes yeah. or yeah. too many people or someone says wait a minute i want to be at that table no if we if that's too bad no that's that's, that's that it. usually doesn't happen that i mean not things like that might happen at a nonprofit. we've lost right. entire tables minutes before where oh, i mean fun. you just have to strike the table really fast. Oh, well yeah. if, if, we, if we can but then there are some times where there'll be one one couple who are actually coming and it's a domino effect it can be where because that one couple doesn't know anyone else, they now have to go into another table where you have to pull out someone else who does know seven people in the room, and it, you can have to switch ten tables. It not rarely at a at a um, wedding, but not infrequently at a nonprofit. For a wedding, uh, we for a big wedding always have a calligrapher on site. Oh really? Oh yeah. See, definitely. Wedding Absolutely. wisdom. I mean, this is this is these are the kind of tidbits that I love. And it's not a huge expense. She's there for about about an hour during Two cocktails. Hours, yeah. So the person who does the calligraphy for everything else mm -hmm. is on site. Mm -hmm. to write Mr. Out new Jones, ones. Mr. Jones isn't coming. Mrs. Jones still is. We don't want the card to say Mr. and Mrs. Jones. We want it to say Mrs. Jones. We want it to oh, be perfect. Wow. And that you know, and if we if it is a carded a place carded yeah. situation, then there may be changes that have to be made too because maybe Mr. Jones can't come, but she's going to bring her daughter. Well, we want that daughter to have her name on a card. That is fascinating that you bring it. Do, do other people do that or you don't? Oh, I would imagine so. Well, we've done that for nonprofits even. Yeah. I've never even literally heard that. Yeah. That's why I like doing this thing. I mean, eventually I want this to be like, and it's like a, an audio encyclopedia mm -hmm. <laughs> so that someone Absolutely. can listen to these conversations. Absolutely. And put us out of business. Ah. Your clients don't know the, the lengths that you guys go to to make it perfect. Details. One of the most frustrating things for us is in any event, nonprofit included, where people will say to us, yeah, but what do you do? In a somewhat, you know, well, <laughs> you're charging us this much. What do you do? And a lot of what we do is very hard to describe. Right. It's easier for a wedding, but there, there are so many moving parts. 
But you have to anticipate all those things that could potentially go wrong and know how to how to fix them. And I think more most important out of all of that is to stay calm. Well, I cannot thank you ladies enough. This is fantastic. Thank you. We had a great time. This is true. A lot of wisdom gone down here. (laughs) So thank you, Heather, Susan. Uh, Oh, you know what? We should talk about um, just social media. We are we're not that heavy on social media, but we do have an Instagram that we update from time to time. It's Bell Events NYC. Bell Events NYC is our Pinterest board. And Bell we, Event NYC. Yeah. Events. Events. Plural. plural. Events. And we have and a our website. website is Which Bell, is bellevents.com. bellevents.com. You guys are the best. Thank um, you so thank much. You. Thank you. And thank you to the Pierre Hotel and yes. our, our mutual friend Bill Spinner. Yes. Who thank you, Bill. Who will be on this podcast next Wednesday. Thanks, guys. <laughs>